is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your friday night smackdown post show for december 8th 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always coming to you live for the smackdown post show on your friday nights thank you guys so very much for joining me wherever you may be Wrong intro, right intro, it doesn't matter what intro I play, man. It doesn't matter because you're here to hear me speak about a terrible, terrible SmackDown tonight that really didn't forward a lot of anything, in my honest opinion. But man, oh man, we got the promo that we should have got on Monday last week from CM Punk tonight on SmackDown. And I thought what he did tonight was absolutely fucking fantastic. This is the CM Punk that we need. This is the CM Punk that we waited for. After being fired from AEW, this is the CM Punk that we needed. Now, I don't really I don't really know how you guys felt about last week. It was very very mixed. Very mixed. Last week Punk's promo came off very safe. Very safe. It was in a lot of people's eyes a good first step being back in the company. You see, I look at it Completely different. I look at things completely different. You guys may see it. Otherwise, this is my show. We do what I want here. We say what we say here because it's my opinion. Always has been, always will be. You don't like it, go fuck off. That's all I have to say. I am very stern. I was very stern. I kept my word on everything I said about the CM Punk promo last week. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Inexcusable. The man returned after 10 years to WWE. He has more unfinished business here than anywhere. We don't need to mention AEW. We don't need to mention choking out Anybody in the back, we don't need to hear him lunging at his boss. We don't need to hear none of that. I never asked for any of that. I never asked for any of that. I didn't want him to burn AEW to the ground. 
knowing WWE and how petty they are, I expected them to have him go out there and say something like that, but we all know that he can't legally do that. Tony Khan and the Bucks have this man NDA'd out the fucking asshole. I almost felt like CM Punk was talking directly to me tonight. Not just me, but the majority of the people that stood with my stance, my opinion on the promo. You know, I don't know what you guys heard me say last week, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't I say something about the CM Punk that we want on TV is the CM Punk that's going to throw a fucking wrench into this entire system and fuck it up. That's the punk that we love. Don't give a shit about his past mistakes. I don't care. I don't care about what Punk said. I don't care what he did or where he said it or whatever the fuck he said about the company. I don't care. I don't care. He has to live with that. He has to fucking be the one. His wife needs to listen to him complain. Nobody cares. But didn't I say that we needed the CM Punk that's going to fucking throw the wrench into the gears and fuck shit up? Sounds like CM Punk was maybe in earshot of what I had to say last week. I wouldn't be surprised. That clip on Twitter did almost 300,000 views. Wouldn't be surprised. It's exactly what we needed from CM Punk, and that's what we got tonight. We're going to break this promo down. He gave you legitimately everything. Legitimately everything. And, and you know, obviously, you're going to get the fucking people last week that liked his promo, the first promo back in 10 years when we all knew it was shit and it, we all knew it was safe. We all knew it was fucking just not punk. We expected better from punk. We all knew it. You're going to get the people, I, I, I told you to be patient, J.D. You're going to get it. You're going to get those people. I know you are. But you can't sit there and tell me that after 10 years, what he said tonight shouldn't have been what he said last Monday. I know if I showed up for the first time in 10 years, I'm going to make my I'm going to make my presence known. I'm going to tell you what the fuck I'm doing back here instead of I'm home. I love you guys. Some corporate bullshit CM Punk that WWE already gave us on fucking TV, man. Jesus Christ. Now, Punk is back. Punk did exactly what he needed to do tonight, man. That promo was fucking great. He called out everybody. Called out Kevin Owens. Called out Roman Reigns. He called out LA Knight. Or he didn't really call out LA Knight, but he mentioned LA Knight. Mentioned Randy Orton. Called out all the bloodline. Told Roman Reigns, hey, bro, listen, I'm the OG. I'm the OG Paul Heyman guy, man. He was my wise man before he was your wise man. He didn't mention Rollins, but I guess that's the whole point. He doesn't want to acknowledge Seth Rollins, even though everybody knows that Rollins has been running his mouth about CM Punk. He even called out the fact that his time got cut last week. Thanks, Bruce. 
Thanks, Bruce. Gotta love it. We're going to go over what he said tonight. And when I tell you that was basically all, all that was on SmackDown tonight. Oh, JD's not American, man. The fuck you talking about? I'm not. I don't give a shit. You advertise a SmackDown. Give me a fucking SmackDown with a couple of heartfelt moments in it, man. We sat through the first 45 minutes with nothing but a Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee match that went five minutes and the rest of it was fucking nothing. Nothing. The U.S. title tournament that hasn't really gotten started off on the right foot. Charlotte Flair may be out for the entire year with an injury. Possible torn ACL from Charlotte Flair. But knowing how quick Charlotte updates her firmware, she'll be back in three months. We don't know. And we're going to go over the CM Punk thing, like I said tonight, guys. Thank you so very much for joining me here on Off the Scripts. Do I have? Yes, I do. Get around. Oh, yeah. Keep it coming, man. I got to shout out. I got to shout out my guys tonight, man. Jason Barker, the IWC Tribal Chief. Bro, isn't that, isn't that gimmick infringement, bro? Jason Barker with a $100 super chat. And we got also in the $100 super chat department, Tone C with a $100 super chat. You guys are absolutely awesome. Tone C says, rest in peace, Saint Dimebag Daryl Abbott. Round of black tooth grins. For the house. Nothing like, nothing like Pantera, man. Nothing like Pantera. My favorite Pantera song is Five Minutes Alone. Favorite Pantera song, man. That is going to sound absolutely gorgeous in the Dark Horse. Can't wait. I I may actually play that tomorrow now that you mention it. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know what else I love from Pantera, man? A lot of people look at me side eyes when I say, I loved Reinventing the Steel. I thought that was a fucking great album, man. Just such a ballsy album, man. No fucking frills, just heavy. Just loved it, man. So, Tone C, thank you so very much, brother. And Jason Barker with a $100 Super Chat. He says, Punk Cooked. Let's get in a metaphorical dark horse and ride to 300,000 subscribers. Let's, Let's punch that like and subscribe button like CM Punk did at the Media Scrum. Jason Barker, thank you so very much for all of your support and generosity. As always, Tone C, thank you very much, brother. Really appreciate you guys being here with me tonight. We're gonna get into everything we need to do tonight right here on the SmackDown Post. We got two sponsors tonight. Two sponsors tonight. First, I wanna thank my great friends over at DraftKings. For sponsoring the show tonight, we got a word from DraftKings in just a little bit. And tonight, we're also sponsored by The Ridge. Ridge.com slash script. You guys can save up to 30% off right now, man. If you guys are in need of some nice Christmas gifts, you better tell Santa Claus that The Ridge is on sale. 30% off. Up to 30% off. I want to thank both of those. Great friends of mine for sponsoring the show tonight. 
You guys are awesome. Before we get into any wrestling-related content, man, I want to thank you guys. I want, to, I want to thank you guys tremendously from the bottom of my heart, man. I sat at the dealership for near almost five hours tonight, or today. Got there at 12.30, didn't leave the lot till about five-ish, somewhere around there. The sun was already setting in South Jersey, which is where I am right now. Hopefully, I sound all right. Hopefully, I look all right. Not really my home, home, home base. We're not in the home venue. We're in the uh, other venue. Hopefully, I sound all right. Hopefully, I look all right. But man, oh man, you know, today was one of those days, man. I want to say thank you to everybody that is in this chat room right now. I want to say thank you to everybody that reached out to me personally via text. I want to say thank you to everybody that congratulated me on on Twitter and on Instagram. If you guys want to go see pictures of the new beauty it's on my Instagram, and it's on my Twitter page. Thank you, guys, from the bottom of my heart, man. Moments like this, you know, I don't really know how to express gratitude for something like this. I, it, it's it, it's something that I never really dreamed of. I just kind of go. I always took my, my work ethic from my grandfather, always. And I remember when we were little, we'd come home from school and my grandpa would always try and converse with us, you know, giving us little nuggets of information on how to grow up, how to be men. And he did that. Basically, all through us growing up until he, he couldn't anymore because he got sick. But, man, he, he was up at 4 a.m. every morning. Oatmeal, same thing every morning. He was home at 4 p.m. that afternoon. He'd walk in. He'd yell at my grandmother, woman, make me a, make me a sandwich. Left my ass off. He'd sit in his rocking chair. He'd eat his planters, cocktail peanuts. He'd watch the Mets when they were on. He'd watch his old cowboy pictures, black and white. He'd sit us in his lap, rock us on the rocking chair. We'd see him come home every single day, man. And not an ounce of fucking just tired. He, he, always, he always was just go, go, go. And he'd do the same thing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And even on Saturday and Sunday when he didn't have to work, he worked. And when he didn't have any work, he wanted to be at work. That's where I truly get my inspiration, man. I feel like after today, it's only going to make me want to work harder for you guys. But in the meantime, we're riding in a new dark horse. They only made 2,500 of them. And it's all thanks to you guys. Appreciate you from the bottom of my heart, man. It's just as much yours as it is mine. Because I wouldn't be anywhere without you guys. A lot of people have asked me for the intro to be changed. JD, are we getting a new Dark Horse intro, man? Well, the intro is still going to be the intro because I didn't get rid of the Mustang that I have now. It's actually still sitting in the parking lot. 
I'll be driving the dark horse home. But the intro is still as updated as can be. Will there be a dark horse intro? Yes, there will be. You don't want to know what this car cost me today. And not, I'm not about to call up Deviate Designs and say, yo, guys, listen, man, I need a new intro. I'm ready to drop another six, 7000 on a new intro. I can't do it. I can't do it, man. But I will say when the time is right, we're getting a new intro. We're getting a new outro. And it's going to be fucking great because I already got my I already got my fucking gears working, man, for a new Dark Horse intro. It's going to happen. Follow me on social media at JD from NY 206. X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up as well, man. We got 508 likes. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need, listen, we got 2100 in here right now, man. We got 2100 in here right now. We need a thousand likes. Easy. Come on. Don't do it for me, man. Do it for the dark horse. I'm going to post a video tomorrow, man. Wait till you hear this thing fucking... Soon as you turn the thing on, man, it's like, oh my goodness. This is my car? Oh. So beautiful, man. 500 horsepower. What the fuck am I going to do with 500 horsepower? Thousand likes. Let's get them up. Come on. Super Chats are open. Join Jason. Join Tone C. Get in here, man. Sit VIP with them. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. There's plenty of it. I may or may not be doing NXT Deadline tomorrow. I will not be at home tomorrow. I won't even be here. I'll be on the road. Uh, I'm going to be doing family stuff tomorrow, so I may be bunkered down in an Airbnb somewhere. But I may do NXT deadline tomorrow night. May. I'm very curious about this Baron Corbin Ilya Dragunov match. This could be Baron Corbin's make or break for his WWE career. And I'm very curious to see what he does. So I'll let you guys know, man. Just follow me on X. I'll let you guys know. I think we'll have a good time tomorrow night. And again, tonight's show is sponsored by DraftKings and my great friends over at The Ridge. Make sure you guys go and check out The Ridge, man. This holiday season, you guys need something For a family member or that special man in your life or that special lady in your life, man. They even have ladies' wallets as well. Make sure you guys go check out my great friends over at The Ridge this holiday season. Ridge.com slash grip. Before we get into the SmackDown post, here's a word from my great friends over at The Ridge. Guys, I know the holiday season is stressful and trying to find that perfect gift for someone this holiday season can be one hell of a hassle. But I'm going to do you solid today. You're going to go and tell Santa Claus that you want to give the gift of the ridge. 
ridge.com slash script. You guys can save up to 30% off now through December 20th. And today we're going to be highlighting the ceramic powder collection as you guys see there. They come in a variety of colors and they look absolutely beautiful. Everywhere I go, man, I get complimented on my wallets, no matter where it is, at a restaurant, at the supermarket. I go to the bar, I leave my wallet on the bar top. People are always complimenting me on my Ridge wallet. I know I'm going to be given the gift of the Ridge this year. I love seeing the smiles on people's faces when I get them such a great gift. And if you don't like the ceramic powder collection, the Ridge has 30-plus colors and styles, including leather, if you want to go a more traditional route. The AirTag attachments are also available on every relevant product, so you'll never lose your essentials again. The Ridge also expands and holds up to 12 cards plus room for cash while remaining as slim as possible. My favorite part, it comes designed with RFID blocking materials that protects you from digital pickpocketers. The Ridge key case also securely holds one to six keys and prevents your keys from jingling. Three million customers, 80,000 five-star reviews, and a 99-day risk-free trial that lets you give the perfect present worry-free. You can send it back for a full refund if they don't love it. And Ridge is backed by a lifetime warranty that ensures that your gift isn't just for now, it's for life. So when Santa Claus asks what you want for Christmas, it better be the gift of the Ridge. Ridge.com slash script up to 30% off now through December 20th. Also, make sure you guys answer your email or your phone number. You have a chance to win a Ridge gift bundle up to $4,000. No purchase necessary. I want to thank the Ridge for sponsoring today's episode right here on Off the Script. Thank you guys very much for me man ridge.com slash scripts go get yourself one today i have i can't even tell you how many ridge wallets i got man they are beautiful and i absolutely love it ridge.com slash scripts smackdown started off with michael cole saying it was the most important show that they will do all year I guess that's the uh, narrative that they were going with tonight. No, it was not the most important show they will do all year. He introduced JBL. JBL, man, one-time appearance. It's nothing to get bent out of shape over. But at least Kevin Patrick can sit back and say to himself, you know what, at least I wasn't the worst commentator tonight on SmackDown Friday night. JBL is awful. JBL is awful. It's a one-time thing. He's back. He's big on the troops. So be it. Nobody's going to fucking lose sleep over it as long as we don't have to hear that terrible, terrible voice on a weekly basis. It makes me appreciate Corey Graves even more so when he's not there. Santos Escobar. He made his entrance first. We were getting Escobar versus Dragon Lee. First match of this new United States Championship Tournament. To find out who wrestles Logan Paul, I'm presuming, at the Royal Rumble. Santos made his entrance first. 
And Dragon Lee then made his entrance. Dragon Lee, I want you guys to realize that Dragon Lee is going to be pushed. He's already being pushed to the moon, but he's going to be pushed even further to the moon. Triple H loves him. WWE management loves him. And they strapped the rocket pack to him already, as you guys have seen over the last few weeks. Now, the thing with Dragon Lee is, and I'll get to why this match fell flat in a bit, but Dragon Lee is a very busy man this weekend. He's a very busy man. Not only is he wrestling. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, there's no cooking, or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script50 and use code script50 to get 50% off. That's code script50 at factormeals.com slash script50 to get 50% off. For an opportunity to wrestle Logan Paul for the United States Championship, he is... Wrestling Dominic Mysterio in Bridgeport, Connecticut tomorrow night. NXT deadline for the United or the uh, North American Championship. He's wrestling Dominic Mysterio on the NXT PLE tomorrow night. That's a huge reason why the match felt so rushed and so flat tonight. I'll get to that in a little bit. Santos and Dragon Lee, this was a rematch from the Survivor Series, and it went nine minutes. It basically was the same match. They went the same amount of time that they were given at Survivor Series in Chicago. Now, this crowd was hot. This was a hot crowd tonight, and they did their thing tonight. No doubt about it. They were hot for this match. But again, just like the Survivor Series, I expected a little bit more. From both Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee. I was very disappointed with the fact that WWE did not give these guys any more time to sell themselves in front of this hot crowd tonight for an opportunity to advance into the second round of this makeshift thrown out of left field United States Championship Tournament. 
this would have been the perfect situation, the perfect ideal setting for these guys to get over and fix whatever they did not do in Chicago. It was a fun match. It was a fun match, but I always am going to expect more because Santos is great. Dragon Lee is great. I know these guys can go in there and absolutely fucking cook. And they were not given any more time on top of what they were given at Survivor Series to go out there and cook. That's all I'm saying. Now, this is match number two in, I'm sure, what is going to be a string of matches. These guys have a fight forever mentality. It seems like they're going to be destined to be in the ring together several more times after this. But I can't really sit here and tell you that I wasn't disappointed. I was disappointed in it. I'm sure you guys felt the same way. So we're going to pick it up here after the break. Escobar ran at Lee. Lee countered and put Escobar on the apron. Lee attempted to follow up with what he was planning to do here, but Escobar caught Lee and hit a power bomb, and we go to a commercial break. So we go to commercial break. We're back. Dragon Lee fired up. He landed some stiff punches on Escobar. Dragon Lee followed those punches up with more strikes, some kicks. Escobar was upside down in the corner on his head. Lee hit a running drop kick for a two count. Escobar eventually got in a big super kick. He goes for a cover. He gets a very close near fall. Dragon Lee kicks out at a two. Escobar lifted Lee for his finisher, the Phantom Driver. But it ultimately turns into a sit-out powerbomb for Lee for a good, close, near fall. Dragon Lee landed a running knee that took Escobar to the outside with the uh, situation now spilling to the outside. Escobar goes back into the ring. Lee quickly goes up top. Escobar cut Lee off and hit a phantom driver out of nowhere. For a one, two, three, and Santos Escobar goes on to the second round of this United States Championship Tournament and beats Dragon Lee for a second time. So Escobar gets two victories in just a few weeks over Dragon Lee, and now he has a date next week with either Bobby Lashley or Karrion Cross in the second round. This match was fine. But just like Survivor Series, it never managed to be taken into the next gear, man. They never really got going. It's almost as if they were just casually driving down the highway and they never shifted into the next gear. They basically did the speed limit in the right lane and they didn't want to get risque. They didn't want to do anything exciting. When are we going to get the Dragon Lee Santos Escobar match that we know these guys are capable of? It's kind of shitty, man. It just felt like the match was there. Now, last week I said with the announcement of this tournament, Dragon Lee and Kevin Owens were probably the two guys who were odds-on favorites to win this tournament. There's nobody else in this tournament that's going to win the tournament. It's either Kevin Owens or Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee for reasons because Rey Mysterio is the greatest luchador of all time. Logan Paul has touted and exclaimed that he beat Rey Mysterio, the greatest luchador of all time. What better match for them to do then take Dragon Lee, who's a protege of Rey Mysterio, and put him in the ring with Logan Paul. Kind of makes sense. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens just makes sense because 
from a creative standpoint, Kevin Owens doesn't really have anything to do on Friday nights. He's not going to wrestle Roman Reigns. He's not going for a world championship. They split him from Sami Zayn. He's on SmackDown all by himself. He's been feuding with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Next week, he's got Austin Theory in a first-round match. I don't really see what Kevin Owens creatively is doing outside this tournament, so that makes him just by default an odds-on favorite to win the tournament. And Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens is a great undercard match for the Royal Rumble. I think their styles would gel very well. The promo work should be very good. And this could be a nice little appetizer for Logan Paul before he moves on to WrestleMania and wrestles LA Knight for the United States Championship. Ultimately, LA Knight beats Logan Paul at WrestleMania. But I thought it was going to be Dragon Lee or Kevin Owens. Now, clearly, Dragon Lee lost tonight, so it can't be him. And what happened this past week on NXT TV is Wes Lee. Wes Lee who was supposed to wrestle and win back the NXT North American Championship from Dominic Mysterio, he is going to be out with a big, big major injury. And he's not wrestling Dominic on Saturday night at NXT deadline. That's where they put Dragon Lee. They put Dragon Lee in his place. They replaced one Lee with another Lee. It's not Wesley, it's now Dragon Lee. And Dragon Lee's wrestling Dominic Mysterio next uh, NXT pay-per-view, which is Saturday. If Dragon Lee was an odds-on favorite to win the United States Championship, they had to have him lose here because now with the plans of Wesley, who was supposed to win the championship... Those went out the window, so in slides Dragon Lee, which I'm assuming Dragon Lee's going to be the one to beat Dominic Mysterio for the NXT North American Championship. It only makes sense. It only makes sense. Dominic Mysterio has done absolutely nothing with that championship. What, what has he done with the championship? All I hear is, oh, well, he, he's made the title prestigious, man. No, he hasn't. What has he done with the championship? He basically carries it around like a fucking prop. Get it on somebody that's going to do something with it. You want fucking NXT talent holding, you know, titles like that that are actually going to do something with it. Dominic Mysterio was only using this championship to facilitate an NXT TV deal with the CW Network. Dominic's on the show. That means Rhea Ripley's got to be there. Rhea Ripley's got to be there. That means the whole fucking Judgment Day has, has to be there. We're well beyond that now. They got their TV deal. They don't need to desperately use main, ros- main roster talent anymore. Dragon Lee's a main roster talent. Just take it off of them. They had nobody else lined up. They had a plan B, but it wasn't really a good plan B because you're only taking another main roster talent and having another main roster talent beat the current main roster talent who's holding the North American Championship when it should have been Wesley, but Wesley's injured. Kind of sucks, man. Wesley's fucking great. Wesley's great. I wish him nothing but the best, man. Quick, speedy, and healthy recovery. Don't know what happened to him. Don't know where he got hurt. Apparently, it's a back injury. That's a devastating injury, man. I don't know how long he's going to be out. 
But that title was going to be back on NXT. And now, because of their shoddy plan B, now it's got to go to another main roster talent in Dragon Lee. But I think Dragon Lee's going to do better with it than Dominic Mysterio is going to do with it. Who knows? But that's the reason why Dragon Lee lost this match. Very underwhelming. Not that it was bad because these guys are incapable of having a bad match. It just felt there. And where Dragon Lee was an odds-on favorite to possibly win this tournament, he couldn't and he didn't because now he's got to factor into NXT plans and wrestle Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship because Wesley's hurt. Now we get Santos and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley wrestled Karrion Cross. Bobby Lashley dispatched, disposed, took care of pretty easily Karrion Cross and advanced to the second round. I would have loved to see Dragon Lee versus Bobby Lashley. I think that would have been great. But now we got Santos. See that? Now this makes this match that much more like, what are they going to do? It's almost as if WWE's got their back against the wall. Now Santos cannot lose. Santos is hot, unless there's a fuck finish somewhere, and someone comes in and costs him the match. I don't see what they're going to do next week. Bobby Lashley is, he's getting hot again. He's babyface all over again. The fans are just taking to Bobby Lashley, man, and whatever he's got going on. I don't know what exactly is going on. But WWE has positioned Bobby Lashley and this new group of the Street Profits as heels. And the crowd is like, whoa, 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 yo. Yo, listen, Triple H, we don't want to boo these guys. We do not want to boo these guys. Crowd is just overwhelmingly supportive of Bobby Lashley the last few weeks. I don't know where it's coming from. But it was like that early in their stages of this group. WWE tried to force you to boo them. Nobody wants to boo them. They didn't want to boo the Hurt Business, and they don't want to boo this new version of the Hurt Business. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Santos can't lose. Bobby Lashley can't lose. He's hot. Santos is hot. Maybe Ray comes back and costs Santos the match. There's got to be some, some sort of fuck finish where you have to protect Santos. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see What happens here? But we'll get into that match in a little bit because that wasn't up next. Dominic was actually in the ring who stood over Lee, held up the North American Championship, and Dominic was booed out of the ring. So that match is taking place tomorrow. Again, I will let you guys know if I'm covering NXT Deadline tomorrow night on the channel. So look forward to my social media to see what I actually plan on doing tomorrow. Nick Aldis, he was backstage. With Randy Orton. Randy Orton last week gave Nick Aldis, or if you looked on some of the websites, Nick Aldridge. I don't know who put Nick Aldridge. I think it might have been uh it might have been USA Network. Don't really know. Nick Aldis, he laid him out with an RKO. Randy Orton approached Nick Aldis and handed Nick Aldis a check. I'm assuming he was fined for his behavior last week. Orton asked why he was in a tag team match tonight. Nick Aldis said that L.A. Knight made the save for him last week. Orton then reiterated, I didn't need anybody to save me, and I don't even know who L.A. Knight is. I didn't know who he was before last week. Orton questioned whether or not he could trust L.A. Knight. 
quite the thing to say if you're the Viper when nobody actually trusts Randy Orton. He's unhinged. Aldis said that both Orton and L.A. Knight want the bloodline, so this is their chance. Aldis said he and the fans want to see this match badly. I don't know who asked for this match, but it certainly wasn't me. Aldis looked at the check. He said that he fined Randy Orton only $50,000. But the check was actually for $100,000. Orton said the extra was for next time. I don't know what they're doing with Randy Orton going into WrestleMania season. I don't want to jump the gun here. I don't want to make uh, assumptions or presumptions. I don't want to incorrectly give you guys something that sounds ridiculous. But I mentioned it last week. I'm going to reiterate it again here this week. They seemingly are playing up, maybe. Seemingly playing up that Randy Orton is unhinged and that he's got another RKO coming to Nick Aldridge. All this. What do you do with Randy Orton at WrestleMania? Does Randy Orton have a clear path to WrestleMania? I, I don't really see any clear path right now, and we're going into the third week, second week of December. What does Randy Orton do at WrestleMania? Now, a lot of people are like, oh, I just put him in a match against Solo Sokoa. So, you guys want him to actually go backwards in the feud with Roman. Don't really understand that. He beat Solo and Jimmy tonight. The only thing left to do is go and beat Roman. More than likely, he's getting a match with Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Seemingly, it will be Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. After he loses to Roman Reigns, we may get a second match out of it at the Elimination Chamber. Maybe. Depending on how they book it. But when he doesn't win the World Championship, what do you actually do with Randy Orton at WrestleMania? Oh, well, put him against Solo. So you want him to lose to, to Roman... And then you want him to go beat Solo Sokoa as some sort of fucking consolation prize. If he doesn't beat Roman, what good is beating Solo Sokoa going to do? He's already beaten Solo tonight. He's beaten both Jimmy and Solo. Sounds like a waste of Randy Orton at WrestleMania to me. You could do a lot of things with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. You could put him against Bobby Lashley. You could put him against AJ Styles. You can put him in the ring against Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis is the commissioner or the GM of SmackDown. Kevin Owens is another one. Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens. I could see that. We could use some solid non-title undercard matches at WrestleMania. We don't get enough of those. Everything's got to be a championship match. As long as they build a proper story to it, fine. But Randy Orton needs a big match at WrestleMania. Could be Nick Aldis versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. He's already teased that he's got another RKO waiting for him. I don't know. And I said when Nick Aldis was announced as the GM that it probably wasn't going to last long. This was probably going to be his introductory to the WWE main roster 
get the fans to know him, get him familiar with who he is, get him familiar with the face. And then Nick Aldis is good enough on WWTV where everybody knows who he is and what he's capable of and how he speaks, what he looks like. And then he drops the fucking hammer down on Randy Orton. That could be his way into being a full-time performer on SmackDown. Why I say that is because it's coming up about the time. It's coming up about that time where William Regal. Now, I don't know what happened with William Regal and AEW. Apparently, there was a non-compete clause because Tony Khan let William Regal out of his contract early to go back to WWE to go be with his son who works on NXT. His name is Charlie Dempsey. We could realistically see William Regal come up about that time where his non-compete clause with AEW runs out. Nick Aldis makes his way to television, becomes a full-time on-screen performer in the ring, builds to a match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania, and then by hand-picked Triple H, the new GM of Friday Night SmackDown, is William Regal. I mean, I may be fantasy booking there. I may be really reaching deep into the cookie jar and nothing's coming out but a couple of chocolate chips and some crumbs. But it sounds good to me. And Triple H is now running the main roster. Who was the GM and did the best job as an on-air GM in the history of WWE? William Regal. Now that Triple H is running the main roster and Triple H is in control, you don't think he wants to make William Regal the GM of of a main roster show that he's a part of? Especially when it comes time for November, man. Adam Pearce did a very admirable job at announcing war games, but it ain't fucking William Regal. It ain't William Regal. Again, just spitballing, just throwing it out there. If it happens, it happens. You heard it here first. If not... I don't know what we do with Randy Orton. AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, they all need matches. Right now, they don't really fit anywhere. We don't know. We don't know. Only time will tell. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was basically here to be the absolute baby face that WWE requires him to be. He was not here for any other reason but to really honor the tribute to the troops. That's all he did. He didn't say anything about Royal Rumble. He didn't say anything about Roman. He didn't say anything about CM Punk. He did later in the show because he and Punk actually crossed paths in the locker room. But this segment with Cody Rhodes didn't really do much of anything. Rhodes addressed the crowd and asked them what they wanted to talk about. I hate it. What do you want to talk about? No, I don't want to talk about anything, Cody. Shut up. Shut up. Rhodes says it's a special night, and that's why he asked to be there tonight. He said it was tribute to the troops. Rhodes says he's proud to be a part of the team carrying on this tradition for the last 23 years. He said he wanted to say thank you to the service men and women on behalf of WWE. Rhodes then threw it to a video package on the tribute to the troops, and that was basically it. Rhodes then introduced the drill team to do a demonstration. Great. Thanks for coming, Cody. Karrion Cross. He went one-on-one with Bobby Lashley. 
United States Championship Tournament first round match. Again, it just, the match was just there. Nothing really surprising here. This match was never in doubt. Nobody really expected Karrion Cross to beat Bobby Lashley tonight in the first round of this tournament. But I, I, I don't know what they're doing with Cross. I really don't. It's at a point right now where it's not even worth talking about. It's not even worth discussing. It's not worth coming up with what do they need to do? How do we fix it? I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know. Nothing about and this this I want I want to preface this by saying this this means, and I mean no disrespect towards Cross at all. I'm a big Cross guy. I think Cross is great. I, I think I genuinely feel with what Karrion Cross has had to go through that it largely is not his fault. Vince McMahon and his administration, when Karrion Cross was on NXT and he was doing his thing, there was a lot of hype around what he was doing on NXT, this big guy, the entrance, and this and that. As soon as Karrion Cross got called up to the main roster, he was the NXT champion, and that one fabled night where he came out looking like some fucking sex addict dominatrix fucking freak. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they thought was going to happen. He came out without Scarlet. He came out without the entrance. He came out without the smoke and mirrors and all this other shit that Triple H worked so hard to perfectly craft they took it all away from him and as the NXT champion on his first night on Monday Night Raw he loses to Jeff Hardy in three minutes not even three minutes it might have went 90 seconds might have went 90 seconds that's what we do with all the work and the progress that NXT and the team down there and Triple H put into this new performer that they wanted to get over so badly Cross can talk. Cross can work. Cross has got the look. Cross has got the the, the manager and Scarlett, his wife. I mean, what, what else the fuck? What, what else do you require from him? What else? It worked down there. Why didn't you want to have it work up on the main roster? It's because Vince and Bruce wanted to kill everything that NXT was in that iteration of NXT. Oh no, my son-in-law's a part of that. Let's kill it. No, no, I'm tired of these fucking indie guys and. Him thinking he knows better. Kill, just kill it. Bring him up. Kill him. Goodbye. It's exactly what happened. From that moment on, from that moment on, Cross never, ever, 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 ever recovered. He eventually got fired. They brought him back. They thought that, picking up the pieces. Let's do what we did before Vince buried you to Jeff Hardy. Let's go and do what we did before Bruce Pritchard fucking wanted to put some dominatrix mask on you. It was never going to be the same. His feud with Drew McIntyre looked to be a little promising. And then after that, he started calling out the world champion. He wanted Roman Reigns. His mission statement was the world heavyweight championship, but Cross doesn't really fit anywhere into any of those plans. And he sat and he sat and he sat and did nothing 
He did nothing. And now we come to December 8th, and Karrion Cross is losing in a very predictable first-round match to the much-over babyface in Bobby Lashley. What do we do with Cross? What do we do with Cross? I feel like we need to go back to the drawing board with Karrion Cross. I feel like we need a new Karrion Cross. I feel like we need something different from Karrion Cross. I don't know what it is. I think he needs to go away for a little bit. I think he needs to go back and reinvent himself a little bit. Because whatever the fuck he's doing right now, it is a shell of what it used to be, and it's not resonating with the fans. I'm sorry. It was great for when we got it. But after Vince killed it, it never looked and felt the same. And maybe, maybe Triple H is starting to feel that way. I don't even know why he had to be in this tournament, to be quite honest with you. I don't know why Karrion Cross needed to lose to Bobby Lashley in seven fucking minutes. What does that prove? It only proves everything that I just talked about. Bobby Lashley wins fairly easily here. We go to a picture-in-picture promo during his entrance, and we get more, more talking points about Montez Ford, And talking about tribute to the troops, Bobby Lashley also talked about how his father served in the armed forces. So Lashley went for a hurt lock very early. Karrion Cross fought out of it, went back to some punches and some elbows. Cross tried to throw Lashley into the ring steps on the outside, but Lashley jumped over them, came right back at Cross. We go back into the ring. Lashley landed a German suplex and then clothesline cross over the top rope to take him back out to the outside. Cross on the outside now. We go to commercial break. When the show returned, Cross in control. He worked some elbows on Bobby Lashley. He hit a vertical suplex. So Cross went for a big punch. He eventually hit a big kick, got a two count on Bobby Lashley. Cross ran at Lashley. Lashley caught him. Planted him with a flatliner. Lashley then hit a swinging neckbreaker. Followed up with a vertical suplex. Lashley that ran at Cross. Cross got a knee up and blocked the spear. Lashley came right back. Slammed Cross. Set up for the spear. Hit it. One, two, three. And that was it. For Bobby Lashley, he beats Karrion Cross in about seven minutes. He will face Santos Escobar in the next round of the United States Championship Tournament. I don't know. I don't know. Now, who wins the match next week? Santos is riding high on his new heel turn. He absolutely cannot lose. Bobby Lashley is as hot as they come in the last few weeks. He can't lose. I don't know what we do here, does. Rey Mysterio cost Santos Escobar next week? I know... Rey Mysterio is going to be in the corner of Dragon Lee on Saturday's NXT deadline show, so maybe he's good enough to be on SmackDown next week and cost Santos the match against Bobby Lashley. Or maybe Santos reveals that he's got a new legato, Del Fantasma, and they help him beat Bobby Lashley, which sets up a new legato versus the Hurt Business. I don't know. WWE seemingly has booked themselves into a corner with this match. Neither man can lose next week. It'll be very interesting to see how they uh, get out of that creative situation. 
damage control. They were shown backstage. Asuka gave high fives to Bailey, but she was very hesitant in doing so. Bailey just doesn't want to see it. This half-assed high five she gave Bailey. Bailey is as blind as a fucking bat. She don't know what is coming. We all know what's coming. But Bailey doesn't see it coming. Bailey explained her actions last week and volunteered to stay in the back tonight. She said, Charlotte isn't ready for Asuka. And Asuka has this match. Dakota Kai said, well, the rest of us will be at ringside and Bailey shouldn't have to worry. Stay here. Bailey's staying in the back. She's not going to get involved. CM Punk. Everybody's segment, highly anticipated segment that many were looking forward to. CM Punk on SmackDown for the first time in 10 years. How are we going to correct the wrongs of what happened last Monday with CM Punk's awful? I don't want to say awful. Nothing CM Punk does is genuinely awful. How are we going to correct the wrongs from the not-so-CM Punk promo last Monday? This is everybody's big talking point this week. What was he going to do differently? CM Punk made his entrance. Big reaction for CM Punk. Big-time reaction for CM Punk. Chanting his name. Everybody's happy to see him back. So he's in the ring. He's on the microphone. Punk says he has some good news. He says he's not at the end of the show. He's starting his segment at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, so he won't get his time cut this week. I love the fact that they actually told you exactly what was in the dirt sheets, that CM Punk got his time cut. I guess it was true. And I like the fact that he actually brought it up because it bothered a lot of people, and I'm sure it bothered him, and he really can't say anything because who the fuck is he going to complain to? He's got to be a good little soldier. So I'm glad that they actually took something that probably would have pissed him off, probably did piss him off, had to bite his tongue, and he called it out this week on Friday night. Good. I like it. We're already off to a good start. He said if the fans want a chance, they can. Fans were big into chanting CM Punk. Punk said that Adam Pearce is trying to sign him to Raw. The crowd booed. Punk said he thinks they were louder on Raw. The crowd booed again. Punk said that everyone is asking, where is CM Punk going to sign? Is it going to be Raw or is it going to be SmackDown? He says he's going to leave it up to the crowd, partly up to the crowd. I wouldn't leave anything up to these fucking people. He's on Friday Night SmackDown. Why would they cheer for him going to Raw? Doesn't really make sense, and it's not really a good gauge on where he should really land. We all know he's not going to SmackDown. We all know that his future has Seth Rollins in it, and Seth Rollins is the World Heavyweight Champion on Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins is the World Heavyweight Champion. He's already made many statements about CM Punk. You see where they're going. And I don't know if you guys picked up on CM Punk. He walked down the aisle. He looked at a fan holding a replica World Heavyweight Championship, the same one that Rollins has. He rubbed it, looked at it, and gave a wink 
into the camera during his ring entrance. Yes, folks, he's signing with Raw and he's going after Seth Rollins. Everybody else is a distant future for CM Punk. Punk asked if the fans want to see him on SmackDown. Of course they cheered. Punk asked the crowd if they want him to win the Royal Rumble and point to a sign and main event WrestleMania. The crowd cheered. Punk said that an old friend of his likes to come out and ask the crowd what they want to talk about. An old friend, huh? CM Punk putting all those conspiracy theorists to bed with that statement. Now, is it a possibility that at the time Cody Rhodes left AEW to join WWE two years ago because of Tony Khan bringing in CM Punk, paying CM Punk more, giving Punk more power backstage, preferential treatment to CM Punk? Cody had his creative freedom taken away from him. Tony Khan was listening to Cody less. Cody was not really being featured as prominently as he was. The new toy in Tony Khan's toy chest was CM Punk, and Cody didn't like that. Is there truth to that? Potentially. We'll never know. We'll never really know. But I think a lot of people really drummed up the discussion, me included. Andrew Baydala drew on Tuesday nights. We talked about it as a potential. We talked about everything regarding Punk and Cody Rhodes. That Cody left AEW. One of the primary reasons why Cody left AEW was not only for himself, not only for honoring his father, wanting to win the championship, win the WWF title, WWE title, the winged eagle coming back, WrestleMania main event, beating Roman, all that shit was because of CM Punk. And now that CM Punk is back in WWE, CM Punk mentioned an old friend in Cody Rhodes, potentially putting all those conspiracy theorists to bed with that one. Still makes for a great discussion, though. Cody had his reasons, but it was definitely more than I need to finish my story. I think we all know that. But we'll never find that out. An old friend, he mentions Cody Rhodes. He said he's heard a lot of people don't like the happy CM Punk that's happy to be home. Punk says he's going to turn it up to 11 and be the spicy punk everyone loves. Good. It's the punk that we should have got after 10 years on WWE television. Punk asked the crowd who they want him to talk about. Punk asked about Rhodes. And says he could tell stories. Punk asks if they want him to talk about someone who's never here. Punk mentioned Roman Reigns. Punk said he acknowledges Roman Reigns and congratulated Roman Reigns on his success. Punk said that he was the original Paul Heyman guy and he was Punk's wise man first. So again, playing up the rumors that we are eventually going to get Punk and Roman. And I predicted that we get Punk and Roman, not at WrestleMania, not anytime soon, but at SummerSlam. Punk versus Roman, with Roman going babyface, Punk going heel, and Heyman joining CM Punk. This is the second time Heyman has been teased. 
in correlation with CM Punk. He mentioned the wise man in his first promo, and he mentioned the wise man, this time by name, Paul Heyman, in his second promo. The summer of Punk 2024. SummerSlam, book it. Or, if it doesn't happen at SummerSlam, maybe WWE wants to get WrestleMania 41 out of Roman Reigns and CM Punk. It may be a little too long to do WrestleMania 41. We don't know where Roman's going to be. We don't know how Roman's schedule is going to look. He may actually have a lesser schedule than he does now. And CM Punk, we don't know if he's going to remain healthy. We don't know if he's going to get fired. We don't know anything. He's a ticking time bomb. Punk could be injured tomorrow. He's 45 years old and he's had a pectoral muscle, I believe, torn, and he broke his foot. Two injuries coming out of AEW. Is he going to remain healthy? I don't know. I don't know. But yes, Punk and Roman is definitely in the works. Not now. Later, much later. So he said, Roman Reigns, so Roman Reigns, that Paul Heyman was his wise man first. Punk said, well, Reigns isn't here, but his cousins are. Punk says he doesn't know Solo Sokoa, but he does know Jimmy Uso. Punk gave a shout out to Jay Uso, who's on Raw. Punk says he has to weigh whether or not he wants to hang out with Jay on Raw or fight. Jimmy on SmackDown. Yeet. He wants to be on the bus with Jimmy and Cody. Lighten it up. I'll tell you that. I thought Punk was straight edge. Hang around Cody and Jey Uso. You ain't going to be straight edge anymore. Punk said he would need to back up to tussle with Jimmy. Punk asked if he could trust Randy Orton. He said that LA Knight would want to team with him. He let the fans chant L.A. Night. Yeah. Then he brought up Kevin Owens. He brings up Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was there tonight. Punk brought up Kevin Owens and said, Owens is a little prickly. I could fight Kevin Owens. I could tag with Kevin Owens. They're somewhat alike. Punk says that he doesn't know if he could tag with someone who randomly punches people backstage. He says it's 2023, and you just can't do things like that anymore. And then he smirks into the camera. That was a very apparent shot at what he did backstage to the elites and many others in all elite wrestling. And he didn't really mention AEW, Tony Khan, the Bucks, the elites. He didn't mention anybody by name. So he kind of, he kind of became a prick in himself while calling Kevin Owens a prick and kind of went all the way around to make it about Kevin Owens punching people in the face, but then kind of make a really, really, really indirect, but we all knew who, who he was talking about, direct comment about his backstage antics in AEW. Now, the crowd couldn't have given two fucking shits about this comment. The casual crowd, wherever they were tonight, Rhode Island, they didn't they didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And the crowd went mild. That's what happens when you got a casual fucking crowd in the middle of Rhode Island in December. This is my 
this is my advice to whoever is handing CM Punk bullet points from this point on. I don't think we need to mention anything about AEW indirectly anymore or taking these very, very lowbrow, unhumorous shots at the elite. It's over. It's over. You're here. They're there. It's over. We're moving on. Just give us the CM Punk that we love. There's much, much, much more ammunition with what's going on here that people care about than what happened two fucking years ago in AEW. Nobody cares. Let's cut the shit. Let's cut this out of future bullet points and future promos. Nobody wants to hear about it anymore. The only people that are going to fucking react to this type of comment in a promo are fans in Chicago or fans in New York or fucking geeks who watch AEW Weekly who don't want to sit there and admit that there is problems with their favorite show. Those are the people that are, that, that are going to react. That's it. Victory laps. Yeah, we, we don't need victory laps. We don't need I'm here to make money. I'm not here to make friends comments. No, we don't need none of this shit. Let's cut that shit out. Everything about this promo but this was perfect. We don't need it. So, Punk said everyone is happy to see him, even JBL. He said everyone is happy to see him except for one guy. Punk says he won't put any stock into anything he has to say because he's not even the man in his own household. This man is so fucking petty that he didn't even want to acknowledge. He acknowledged Roman Reigns before he acknowledged anything that Seth Rollins has said in regards to himself. Rollins cursed him out at Survivor Series. Rollins mentioned him last week. Rollins went on Sports Illustrated and mentioned things about Punk. Rollins is making the rounds showing everybody that he's bothered about CM Punk being back and Punk hasn't said a fucking word about Seth Rollins and what he said at all in the last two weeks. Boom. Gotta love it. Then the crowd started singing Seth Rollins' song. They started doing the whoa. They started singing and then Punk listens to the crowd and says, yeah, Yeah, sing his song. The song is the only thing Seth Rollins has. He didn't mention him by name, but he said, it's the only thing that he has. Man, not only, not only are you the cuck in your household, but that's the only thing that makes Seth Rollins who he is, his song. Oh my goodness, man. This is going to be a feud of epic proportions. On the microphone, I can't wait to see these guys in the ring together. Punk says he's glad to be back home and everyone will find out where he'll sign on Raw. He mentioned he's going to listen to Nick Aldis. He's got a phone call with Shawn Michaels. He's not going to NXT. CM Punk is not going to NXT. Okay? And... Adam Pierce on Monday. He says he's going to make a decision on Monday. Now, being that Rhode Island and Bridgeport, Connecticut 
Not really that far of a trip. Maybe Punk shows up on the PLE tomorrow night. Maybe they show him backstage sitting down with Shawn Michaels. I have no fucking idea. Maybe we get that just to kind of play up what he said here, but he ain't going to NXT. Punk said that every man he mentioned has one thing in common. He said that he's back and he'll be the monkey wrench in their plans. It's like... All right, all right, Phil. All right, Phil. You listening to OTS, bro. I said that same thing last week. Said that same thing last week, man. Gotta love it. I smiled when he said that. Be that wrench. Fuck the system. Can't wait. Punk said that on Monday. He'll put pen to paper and start his journey and finish his story. Punk says he's going to WrestleMania and will be in the main event. Of WrestleMania. Now, Punk didn't really say he's entering the Royal Rumble. I guess he wants to leave that open for interpretation. But I do feel that with CM Punk telling you, I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. There's only two ways to get to the main event of WrestleMania. That's either win the Royal Rumble or win the Elimination Chamber. And I've predicted CM Punk is a heavy, heavy heavy favorite to win the Royal Rumble. I would not be opposed to CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble. Now, I know it all depends on if WWE's got Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk in their pocket for WrestleMania. We need to know that before the Royal Rumble. We need to know that before the Royal Rumble because it's either going to be Cody or CM Punk. CM Punk wins the Rumble. Cody wins the Chamber. Does Cody win the Rumble and Punk gets Steve Austin? I don't know. I don't know. And if that's the case, if Punk gets Austin, then it's going to be Cody and Gunther. Gunther wins the Rumble. Cody wins the Chamber. If it's Austin and Punk, that's what we're getting. But if we don't have Steve Austin, Cody wins the Chamber. Punk wins the Royal Rumble. Because I don't want to see CM Punk in the Royal Rumble with Cody and have Cody go over. I don't want to see that. I would rather Punk win the Rumble and Cody win the Chamber. I don't want to see Cody win two Royal Rumbles in a row. But we don't really know what's happening with Stone Cold. It's all, it's all hearsay right now. It's all rumor and innuendo. We don't really know. Everybody apparently wants this dream match to happen. It was a dream match fucking 15 years ago. 60-year-old CM Punk? I get it. I get it. The promos itself would be fucking unbelievable. But I'm not really putting much stock in a CM Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin match at WrestleMania 40. But who knows? Who knows what Endeavor has planned? They, they may, they may want to make this the biggest WrestleMania in the history of WrestleManias. And you do that by putting that match on the show. If it happens, you do it. If it's possible, you do it. But it's not my first choice. And I know I'm not alone in that. I would rather see Punk and Rollins at WrestleMania. That's just me. That's just me. I thought this was a great promo. This was the mission statement that he needed. This is the mission statement that he should have gave us on Monday last week. I felt like WWE could not have Punk go out there and make it feel or sound any worse than what he did in his first return promo after the Survivor Series. They nailed everything tonight. Everything. They gave him time. He addressed Roman Reigns. He addressed Seth Rollins without mentioning his name. He mentioned Kevin Owens. He mentioned Randy Orton. He mentioned WrestleMania. He indirectly mentioned the Royal Rumble. He says he's going to main event WrestleMania. These are the reasons why he's back. 
I don't understand why they didn't allot time for him to go out there on night one and do it on the first night back after 10 years and why we had to wait till tonight. I don't get it. You might not think it's a big deal. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not because we got it tonight. But I tell you what, man, this was not a first impression. But my God, after his exit from the company and him being back when nobody predicted him to be back ever again for the first time in 10 years, that's the promo he cut. Everything that he said tonight should have been the mission statement as to why you are back in this company for the first time in 10 years after everything you did and everything you said. We got it tonight, so we can't complain too much. But things have to be done right. What they did last week to him was not right. What they did tonight was perfect. This perfect promo, you you couldn't ask for a better promo. His mission statement covered everything. Now, it's going to be interesting to see where this promo takes him into the following weeks. He's going to have a face-to-face with Rollins eventually. I think people are now more excited about that than ever before. Unbelievable stuff here. This was unbelievably just fucking top-notch, so much better than his Monday Night Raw promo did a great job of, of setting everything up that he gave you a fucking glimpse into everything and everyone that he's going to work with. Where was this on Monday night last week? Guess it's never too late, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the rest of the show. We have Charlotte versus Asuka, and then we have the main event to get into. But I want to thank you guys very much for joining me here on Off the Script. we got 2,700 in here right now. We got 867 likes. We need 1,000 likes is the goal tonight for the SmackDown Post right here on Off the Script. Tonight, sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. We got a very special promo for you guys to take a part in this weekend, man. We're nearing the end of the NFL season. Make sure you get in with my sponsor tonight, DraftKings, right here on Off the Script. Guys, the weather might be cooling down, but the action on the field remains hot. And today, I've partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner to the NFL, to get you as close to the action as possible. All new customers who bet just $5 will receive $150 back in bonus bets instantly. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Use my promo code JD from NY, and it's as simple as that. The crown is yours. If you're already signed up for DraftKings like I am, you guys can get a no-sweat bet. Get a bonus bet back if your same-game parlay bet doesn't hit. Max reward limits do apply. Fan of multiple teams and want to bet on them all. Combine multiple bets together for a shot at an even bigger payout. And if sports bet is not yet available in your state, do not worry. You can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. And all new customers who use that promo code JD from NY bet $5 and get $150 back in bonus bets instantly. Once again, that's promo code JD from NY. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you guys for the continued support, man. Tonight, sponsored by my very good friends over at DraftKings. Take advantage of that, man. The NFL season's coming to a close, and we got a special deal for all of our listeners through DraftKings this weekend. CM Punk, after his promo, was in the back. He looked at the Bloodline locker room. Kevin Owens appeared out of nowhere and looked CM Punk right in the face. There were murmurs and rumors that Kevin Owens was injured last week and they wrote him off television because they didn't want him on the show tonight because Punk was going to be there. Yet, WWE played into that and made everybody look like a fool in the IWC. Not really uh, all that uh, groundbreaking and newsworthy. They're, They're fools on a normal day. WWE doesn't need to go out of their way to make them look stupid. Punk X Owens, if he's seen Nick Aldis's locker room. Kevin Owens said, nope. Punk looked at him, smirked, and walked away. Gotta love it, man. They're gonna have a great feud when the time comes as well. Hopefully by that time, Kevin Owens is a world championship caliber SmackDown talent or Raw talent, wherever he ends up, and we get that match. I don't know. With Punk being on Raw... And Kevin Owens being on SmackDown, they will be away from each other for the time being. Because Monday Night Raw is getting CM Punk services. Asuka made her entrance with damage control. Zelina Vega and Meechin appeared and attacked Kyrie Sane and EO Sky. Shotzi and Bianca appeared at the top of the stage and helped with the beatdown. I, I don't know where Zelina and Meechin came from. I guess because they were looking for revenge on them being beaten up before the Survivor Series? I don't know. Remember when Bianca was looking for tag team partners for war games? Zelina Vega and Michin were beat up because Bianca asked, potentially, hey, hey, you want to join me for war games? And then Damage Control took them out. That was way before uh, the Survivor Series pay-per-view. I don't know. But I don't know who's clamoring to see Zelina Vega and Michin as a tag team against Damage Control. Nobody cares. Charlotte versus Asuka. Another nothing match in the grand scheme of matches with Charlotte and Asuka. This one actually did not go according to plan, and we got a potential injury here to the android. She is injured. I don't know what's going on. She was in the ring holding her knee at the end of this match, so... We go to a commercial break. Oscar charged at Charlotte. Charlotte caught her and hit her with a back suplex on the outside on the barricade. Charlotte climbed to the top rope, came off with the moonsault, missed most of it. Michael Cole on commentary. Oh, yeah, Charlotte didn't get all of it. You know what that means. When someone says they didn't get all of it, A, it either sucked and they're trying to cover for it, and B, she missed all of it. Oh, she didn't get all of it. No, she missed all of it. She missed all of it. After that, she posed, and we go to commercial break. Both women are down in the ring after a commercial break. Asuka made a cover for a two-count. Asuka landed some kicks. Charlotte retreated to the corner. Asuka charged. Charlotte caught Asuka coming in with a modified backbreaker. Charlotte came off the ropes in a uh, dangerous way during the commercial break, Michael Cole reiterated. Charlotte put Asuka in a figure eight. Bailey appeared and broke the hold when the referee's back was turned. 
So she broke up the figure eight. Oscar went for Charlotte, but Charlotte moved. Oscar stopped short of hitting Bailey. Charlotte tried to attack Oscar from behind, but Oscar moved and Charlotte knocked Bailey off the apron. Oscar then rolled Charlotte up for the one, two, three. Bailey celebrated because she helped Oscar win. And Oscar beats Charlotte Flair on SmackDown in a nothing, nothing match. I, I don't know how bad the botch was or the landing was that Michael Cole talked about because it happened during the commercial break and then Charlotte wrestled the last 75 or the last 25%, I should say, of this match with a, with a bum knee. So we don't really know the severity of the injury. We don't know how the injury happened unless someone took a, a photo or a video of it live in the arena. We don't really know what happened with the knee injury. All we know is that medical was attending to Charlotte at the end of the match. Now, as far as this feud, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like, I, I know everybody's high on EO and Kyrie and Asuka as a trio. And we're all loving this fucking Bailey's gonna be kicked out of damage control. Either break them up or don't break them up. Like, I'm tired of these fucking, I'm tired of these matches. I don't want to see Charlotte versus anyone anyone in damage control. I don't want to see Bianca against anyone in damage control. I don't want to see Shotzi on my fucking television. I don't. Either break them up or don't. Where is this going? Clearly, Bailey is not wanted. But then Bailey helps. How is that leading to anything? Now, I know it's all perception. Bailey helps. She helps successfully when damage control doesn't want her anymore and kicks her out wrongfully. It's going to help Bailey be a babyface. But the fucking rematches every week. You got the most talented women's division right now in this company, on this brand, and this is the fucking level of content that we're getting. It's awful. Absolutely awful. What are we doing? What? Please, just break them up already. The story is Bailey versus the rest of them. Break them up. It's not my fucking problem. You can't figure out what to do with Bianca Belair. Oh my God, she's not in a title match. We have to panic. You're going to have to get over your fears, creative. You can't put Becky and Charlotte and Bianca in fucking title... Title matches every fucking week. You can't do it. I'm ready to move on. Nick Aldis. He was backstage with CM Punk. Aldis gave Punk a contract and told him to look it over. Aldis walked off and in walks Cody Rhodes. Cody said he heard what Punk said. He said that in order for Punk to finish his story, he'd have to win the Royal Rumble. Rhodes says, a very interesting concept. Cody Rhodes then extended his hand and told Punk it was good to have him back. He shook Punk's hand and Punk accepted. Now, Cody didn't really mention anything about the Elimination Chamber. There are two ways to get into the WrestleMania main event. It is win the Royal Rumble... We're we'll in the Elimination Chamber, but we're not ready to be booking and hyping up the Elimination Chamber because we got the Royal Rumble in the not-so-distant future. 
I'm going with Punk winning the Rumble and Cody winning the Chamber. Randy Orton, he was backstage warming up before the main event. LA Knight appeared. Punk appeared as well. Wished them all luck against the bloodline and walked off. Orton asked LA Knight if he was ready tonight for the bloodline. LA Knight looked at Randy Orton. Yeah! That's all he said. And he walked off. Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso versus Randy Orton and L.A. Knight. I don't know if you guys heard the rumors L.A. Knight supposedly got married this past weekend. I've seen this floating around on. I don't know why I even use Facebook. I use it for primarily family reasons. And I go on Facebook and I see these absolute bottom of the barrel fucking. These people who have no friends who created these the, these online Facebook pages. Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh pages to converse with other people that they will probably never meet. And there was a photo of LA Knight and this lovely blonde lady in a a complete getup. And it it was titled congratulations to LA Knight who just got married this past weekend. Wow. It's great. LA Knight got married. Only thing is he went to social media and said, Apparently, I'm seeing pictures of myself at some wedding. I'd love for someone to tell me where the wedding was and when it happened because I wasn't at no fucking wedding. Did he really get married? I don't know. And by the way, he didn't post anything about a wedding or or anything in regards to a wedding. Yet these people have these pictures on, on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. Like... Do you genuinely have no friends? Do you have no life? You're worried about these other fucking people that don't give three shits that you're alive. Yet you're tweeting and Facebooking pictures of a fucking fictional, what was it, AI? Crazy. Worry about your own life. Strive to be at your own wedding with a lovely blonde. Instead of the fucking blow-up doll that's under your bed. Ridiculous. Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, Randy Orton, and LA Knight. I'd be a little bit more excited about this match if we didn't fucking see this match before. You realize that we've seen this match now two times before. Probably more than that. Honestly. Randy Orton versus Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso or any members of the Usos This happened how many times with Matt Riddle? This same match, this main event on SmackDown tonight, Randy Orton, LA Knight, Solis Tokoa, Jimmy Uso. You you do realize that this match happened at Fastlane, right? Just take out Randy Orton and plug in John Cena. Same thing. Same thing. The only difference is Randy Orton wasn't there, and Randy Orton tonight got the hot tag. Meanwhile, in the Fastlane tag team match, it was John Cena who got all the offense on him, and he made the hot tag to L.A. Knight, who eventually won the match for them. That's all it was. I can't get excited about this shit when Roman Reigns is not there because every time, Solo is is okay, but, I mean, Jimmy's a geek. Jimmy is a fucking geek. He's a comedy character. How can I take the bloodline seriously when Roman is not there? This match meant nothing. 
Nobody gives a shit about Randy versus Solo. Nobody gives a shit about Randy versus Jimmy. Everybody wants to see Randy versus L.A. Knight. I don't know. I don't know. So, the match went exactly as you would expect. This was basically uh, Randy Orton and L.A. Knight getting the victory here. And... The match itself was fine. I just found it to be just terribly fucking repetitive. And, oh, my God, we've seen this before. No reason to go through this again. So Orton and Jimmy started the match. And we go to our first commercial break. Orton and Sokoa engaged in a stare down. But Jimmy ran in and hit Orton from behind. We go to our first commercial with the bloodline in control. Back from break, Jimmy was working over Orton with the dreaded and most devastating maneuver in all of WWE the chin lock. It ain't a WWE slowdown in a match without the chin lock. Orton hit a back body drop. LA Knight got the hot tag. Solo Sokoa tagged in as well. LA Knight landed a neck breaker on Sokoa. Went for the uh, proverbial stomping a mud hole in him. What else can we take from Steve Austin, LA Knight? Knight ultimately walked into a belly-to-belly suplex, which looked fucking great. My God, what a great belly-to-belly by Solo. Jimmy got a cheap shot in on LA Knight. He was draped over the second rope. So Solo landed a snap suplex on LA Knight for a two-count. Solo hit a hip attack on LA Knight, who was sitting in the corner. Jimmy tagged in. He mocked LA Knight. Yeah. Uso hit a chop. Tagged in Solo again. And Uso and Solo whipped Knight into the corner. So LA Knight getting beat down. Obviously, all building to Randy Orton receiving the hot tag. Knight landed a bulldog from the second rope. He makes the hot tag to Randy Orton. Big pop for Orton there. He cleaned house. Snap power slam on Jimmy Uso. On the outside, Orton slammed Jimmy onto the commentary table. Signature spot that he usually does. Rolled him back into the ring. Orton hit the draping DDT on Jimmy. And Orton set up for the RKO. Solo ran in. Broke it up. Solo teased the Samoan spike, but L.A. Knight cut Solo off with a DDT. L.A. Knight went for the BFT, the blunt force trauma on Jimmy, but Orton shoved him out of the way and hit the RKO on Jimmy instead. And that was it. One, two, three. Orton and L.A. Knight posed on separate corners as SmackDown came to a close. SmackDown was not very good tonight. It was not very good at all. Uh, if you guys thought it was good, I mean, you guys have absolutely low, and I mean low standards. Low standards. Um, I didn't really care for that match because it's only, it means nothing in the grand scheme of things. It really doesn't mean anything because all we're looking for is Randy and, and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is supposedly showing up next week. He'll be back on the show, so we may get Randy and Roman Reigns face-to-face. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything. The bloodline is dead. Randy beat two-thirds of the bloodline. Great. Now we only go to Roman, and that's the only direction we can go in. L.A. Knight, I mean, it says a lot more about L.A. Knight than anything. L.A. Knight and Randy Orton in the same ring together, posing at the end of SmackDown. I mean, that's just a visual of that shows you where L.A. Knight stands within the company and what they think of him. I mean, he was in a segment with Randy Orton, and CM Punk tonight in the main event where Randy Orton posed with Randy Orton at the end of the show. They are high on L.A. night. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. It's just very, just very up in the air. 
Again, I won't even do Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, but, I mean, all signs are pointing to that happening because how long can we put that off? AJ Styles was rumored to come back. When is he coming back? How is he going to factor into all this? He's going to be a nice boost to the main event scene on SmackDown. I don't know. Seemingly feels like WWE's holding him off for a specific reason. I don't know what that reason is, but he's supposed to be back. Where he factors in, I don't know. I don't know. But SmackDown was not good tonight. The only thing that I would really urge you guys to go out and watch is the CM Punk promo. He nailed it. Everything that was said tonight by Punk was exactly what he needed to do and say on Monday after Survivor Series, and we got it a week too late. But I guess it's never too late, huh? We got the promo that we needed, and CM Punk is now off and running, man. He gave you a glimpse into what he's going to be doing and what his mission statement is. Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Thank you guys for the near 2,800 tonight on the SmackDown post show here on Off the Script. I appreciate it. Hopefully, I sounded okay. Did I sound okay today? Did I sound okay today, man? Not in the home office. We're in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We picked up the dark horse today. It's my second office. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the review. Hopefully, it looked good, it sounded good. Still making some minor updates to make things a little bit more cozy here in this office. I just need new lighting, honestly. I'm not really, I'm not really uh, big on the lighting here, but hopefully I sounded good, man. Make sure you guys follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go check out my sponsors for tonight's show, man. We got Ridge, Ridge.com slash scripts. And then DraftKings. You guys know the deal with DraftKings, man. Go and check them out. I'll leave you all the links in the comment section. And we are getting into the Super Chats right now, man. Thank you guys for the Super Chats. We are three likes away from 1,000 likes. Can we get three more likes? Three more likes. King Kai says, I sounded a little gassed up. Well, yeah, that's what happens when I drink uh, sparkling water during the live streams. Deadline. Am I covering deadline tomorrow? Again, I will. Uh, I will let you guys know what I'm going. What I'm doing with deadline, man. Let's get into the super chats. Who was the first one to enter the venue tonight? Tyler with a 199. I hope you do an NXT deadline review tomorrow, JD. I will let you guys know, man. Follow me on social media. Jason, 16 months. Thank you, brother. 16 months, been fun these 16 months. Let's get it done in the venue tonight. Main event with 13 months. The fuck are you gentlemen drinking, man? I celebrated tonight with a fine old-fashioned. Walked through the Ocean Casino, man. Went to this, uh, this bar called Villain and Saints. Really nice place, man. My type of vibe. 
Had a nice old-fashioned there, nice burger. Celebrated the Mustang Dark Horse arrival. You guys are awesome. Uh, main event with 13 months. It would be better if the U.S. title tournament was a point system. Way more stars can be used. And what's your cat's names? Those wrestling fans, too. My cats? Bailey and Bacardi are my cats. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Jet. Two banger WrestleMania main events. Punk Seth, Cody Roman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ali, $4.99. Hey, JD, I just want to say congratulations on you getting your new Mustang Dark Horse. You deserve it, my friend. Thank you, Ali. I appreciate you, brother. Rathuel with a $2 Super Chat. Punk's promo tonight should have just happened on Monday. Yes. It should have. Mohammed with a $2 super chat. Maybe they do Randy versus LA Knight at WrestleMania. That could be. That could be. Maybe we get Randy versus LA Knight at Mania. Maybe we get Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I don't know. And what do we do in the interim? What do we do in the in, in the present? Logan Paul versus Bobby Lashley? I don't know. Aaron Benjamin with a 4.99 AJ Lee Royal Rumble return. I'm predicting it. Yes. Just as a one-off. I honestly think it can happen and I hope it happens. I'm sure it will at some point. Billy Sizane with 16 months. JD, congratulations on your new ride. You deserve it, brother. You are the king of the IWC. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate you, brother. MGM Bullen. As a fan of both AEW and WWE, mainly AEW, I hated Punk in AEW. Him being back in WWE just feels right, and it gives the show a certain vibe it hasn't had in a while. It felt different when he was out there tonight. Incredible. That's the power of uh, CM Punk balling. Uh, I I don't know why you hated him in AEW. I thought his work in AEW was fucking tremendous. Uh, I just thought he was injured a little bit too much, and there's just too many problems. His feud with MJF, man, that feud with MJF, I don't think AEW's done anything since then that even has come close to that. It's literally one of the best things the company's done in five years. But thank you for the 20, brother. Really appreciate you being here. Michael Krause with a $2 super chat. What's up from Walla Walla? Did you get your car yet? Michael, yes, I did. It's on the Twitter machine, man. Go check the pictures out. Zero Clark, seven months. Thank you for the seven months. Zero. At least Punk had a better promo tonight. The crowd was dead. The crowd was dead. I thought they were loud. I thought they were pretty lively all night. Army did good swirling with those rifles and bayonets. OTS Crew Salute, the Dark Horse. Thank you, Zero Clark. Robert Hurt with 33 months. JD, love what you do. D 
Do you see Punk winning the Rumble? Thank you, Robert. And yes, I see Punk winning the Royal Rumble. Not today, Jay, with 15 months. Happy 15 months, Jay. It's been a great 15 months. I'm glad I discovered your podcast. I'm glad you discovered the podcast as well, Jay. Thank you for 15 months, man. What the fuck are you drinking after 15 months? Sleep Gang with a $10 super chat. AEW have no excuse not to do a brand split. Dynamite, World Heavyweight Champion, Women's Tag, TNT, Collision, Continental, Trios, TBS, Atlantic, delete the FTW title, and have every other pay-per-view be an exclusive for both brands. They don't need to make pay-per-views brand only. WWE didn't do well with brand only pay-per-views. But yes, a brand split is absolutely, I feel, the right way to go for AEW. I don't know why we haven't explored that yet. Thank you, Sleep Gang, for the $10 super chat. Pabman with a 499 dealing with YouTube TV issues currently. Cheers, JD, for always being clutch with the live streams. Also, Kevin Patrick makes Byron Saxton look like a pro. Kevin Patrick sucks. Kevin Patrick is fucking terrible at what he does, really. I don't know why we're still even here with this, honestly. I don't have YouTube TV, so I don't know what the issues are, but hopefully you get that uh, squared away, Pad, man. And uh, thank you for being clutch for the live streams. Thank you for being here, brother. My guy, Dr. Evil Genius, just said this in a phone call with me earlier while I was driving the uh, Dark Horse home from the the, uh, dealership. The consistency is what a lot of you guys just kind of take to, man. You guys know that I'm going to be here. And I love the fact that I am here for you. You know when I'm going to be here. There's one thing I could really tell an upcoming content creator or someone that wants to do well in the space. I mean, I'm not the biggest channel that there is. I'm glad to have carved out, you know, my own brand on this this site in the wrestling space. And I know we're number one in the community. I don't give a shit who the fuck they are. Wrestle, wrestle geeks could sit there with 860,000 subs and... Denise could fucking uh, make everybody's ears bleed while she reads super chats and gives no real opinion. But no matter how big others think they are, nobody gives a shit. They come here. That's what I love. Not the biggest, but man, everybody loves to line up to see, oh, what does JD got to say? Because you know I'm not going to fucking bullshit you. Thank you, Pat, man. Jason, thank you again for the $100 Super Chat, brother. I really appreciate you. $300,000 is the next goal. Absolutely. Let's take it step by step, though, brother. $200,000. And then we celebrate. Reiki Wizard, $799. I'm very excited about WWE right now. I just hope LA Knight doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I don't know, man. I don't think he's lost in the shovel. He was in a segment with CM Punk and Randy Orton and then in the main event with Randy Orton. I don't think LA Knight's going to get lost. Dr. Evil Genius, there he is, 13 months. Proud of you, brother. Thank you, man. I thank you as well, man, for getting me uh, probably in the best shape that I've been in the last 10 years. 
The Dark Horse is just one symbol of your hard work. It won't be the last. You know it, man. Kill a swag. Two, one, six, 16 months. Haven't been here in a while, but just letting it be known that you still have my support. Thank you, swag. And speaking of Dr. Evil Genius, man, go subscribe to his channel, man. You guys in the chat. He's got a uh, very, a very entertaining podcast of his own. Current topics and whatnot. Killer Swag, thank you for 16 months. MGM balling with another 499. Forgot to say before, congrats on the dark horse. Your hard work pays off, my man. Thank you for everything. And the OTS faithful will always be here. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Jeremy De Jesus with a $5 super chat. I had to put my dog Yoji down yesterday because of kidney disease. He was 12 years old. Watching you stream helps me out a lot. Thank you, JD. Brother, I am so sorry to hear that. So sorry to hear that, man. I hate hearing shit like that. Wishing you the best, man. Hula Grim, thank you, brother. Jeremy, thoughts and prayers, brother. MGM balling with another 499. Who's the best? Lee. Wesley, Dragon Lee, Zaya Lee. Yeah! We haven't seen her yet since, huh? Pretty deadly or Keithly. Uh, I'm going to go in this instance here out of these names, Wesley. I think Wesley's fantastic. Cody Snyder with a $5 super chat. Want to see Punk interact with Rhea and Sammy? The feud match I really want is Punk versus KO. Let those two unleash on each other. Punk Eddie Kingston style. Yeah, man, that's a good pro. That's a good foundation for that. Absolutely. Basic with a 499. You know, watching Kyrie in the ring, I believe that the botch wasn't Sasha's fault. What botch are we talking about? The one that got Sasha injured was in a match against Willow Nightingale. I don't know what Sasha was planning off the top rope, but uh, she slipped and broke her ankle. Francisco Chavez with a 199. Thank you, brother. Will Chisholm with a $5 super chat. Let's say WWE brings back Mercedes. How would you do it? Royal Rumble. Michael Krause with a $2 super chat. I'm glad you got your car. You work very hard. Thank you, Michael. Oh, Wrestle Kingdom? 
Yeah, that was a lot. A lot. Of, a lot of people. A lot of people want to blame that one on Mercedes. That was totally. That was totally Kyrie's fault. She just landed the wrong way. She landed Nice first. Kyrie landed Nice first. It is not difficult to see what happened there. Everybody wants to blame Mercedes because everybody's got this notion that she's just a botch machine. She's one of the greatest female professional wrestlers on the planet. Hey, Jay Glow, suck my dick, brother. You're in my live stream at 1230 at night, and I got a beautiful $100,000 Mustang sitting outside. Go fuck yourself, man. You ain't raining on my fucking parade. Get him out. Clone Force with a 499. CM Punk promo was a banger and got so excited by all the names he mentioned in that promo. It's absolutely the promo that we needed, Clone Force. Also, Cross, go babyface. Nick versus Orton, WrestleMania 40. Cross may need to go. Cake, of course I paid a markup, brother. Of course I paid a markup, man. It was unavoidable. The markup was absolutely unavoidable. Jeremy, 26 months, Summer of Punk 2024 versus Roman. Congrats on the new ride. 26 months and many more to come. OTS for life. Jack and Coke, please. Thank you, man. And Francisco Chavez with a 199. There he is. Been following you since 2018. Huge fan. Thank you, Francisco. Chris with a 499. What's up, JD? Congratulations on your new car. Just got my new Honda Accord Sport last week. Hard work pays off. Cheers to you and the Dark Horse, brother Chris. Thank you, man. Enjoy your new ride as well. I know I will. Guys, I am all finished for this evening. I will let you guys know what is going on. With NXT tomorrow night. NXT deadline. Dead line. Highlighting the word dead. NXT apparently is the best wrestling show that I'm not watching. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with uh, with deadline tomorrow. But I appreciate you guys very much, man. Thank you for a great stream. We got 2,800 people in here. CM Punk bringing in the viewers, man. Love it. And I'm loving what he did tonight. Excellent, excellent promo. I'll see you guys potentially tomorrow, but please follow me on social media for all the updates, man. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo, at JD from NY206. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. We are dangerously close to 151,000 subscribers. Let's try and get there before the end of the year. We'd love to see that happen. Go check out all the other videos on the channel, on the homepage. Go check the sponsors out tonight. Ridge and DraftKings. And please hit that thumbs up, guys. Continue to hit that thumbs up. It helps out the video tremendously. I'm going to leave you with the beautiful tones 
of Dragon Force. Until tomorrow, guys, thank you very much for all your support, and I will see you all possibly tomorrow for NXT Deadline. I'll see you guys later. credit card bill.